0: Halo Top is changing the way people eat ice cream, one scoop at a time. At only 200 to 360 calories per pint, Halo Top has less calories than traditional ice cream, but still tastes incredible.
1: It's delicious and creamy just like ice cream should be with over 20 flavors to choose from. Halo Top has a flavor for every mood, from regular flavors like chocolate and vanilla bean to other mouth-watering flavors like cinnamon roll, candy bar, and
0: pancakes and waffles. Halo Top is available nationwide. I know this because I buy a decent amount of it in order to avoid the ice cream parlor that is downstairs from my house. So find your pint at halotop.com or on social media at halotopcreamery. Halotop.com. Say goodbye to guilt and say hello to Halo Top. As always, the Ringer NFL show is brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, where there are a ton of great shows for you. On the latest Ringer NBA show, Chris Ryan, Jonathan Sharks, and Kevin O'Connor recapped the latest from an already wild NBA offseason, including Zach Levine's, I'll say interesting payday from the Chicago Bulls. Also, in honor of summer, the latest episode of the Rewatchables was dedicated to the summer blockbuster, Jaws. Go listen to Chris Ryan, Sean Fennessy, and Bill Simmons break down every element of what might be the most rewatchable movie of all time. Kevin, how many times have you seen Jaws?
1: When you say scene,
0: do you mean watch 10 not minutes on TBS not, in its entirety? I mean, 10, probably? No, not, not in its entirety. Oh, like, not in its entirety. a, a I ten, mean, 10 minute portion of I, Jaws. How many times you've seen it? 800. Yeah, I, it's somewhere like in the three digits for me, I would say. And, and I don't think that's an exaggeration. It was
1: on and we're the right generation. The younger generation yes. doesn't necessarily get it. It was on cable every day for like 25 years.
0: I would love to see the monetary value of how much money Steven Spielberg has made from the cable rights to that movie. I mean, every single network has owned the rights to it at some point. Well, no, it's it was on in our, in
1: our glory years, but also no one even flips around the channels anymore to say, oh, there's Jaws. It used yeah, to be just point. like you're flipping around and, oh, there's Jaws. I'm going to settle on that. That's, uh, that's the USS Indianapolis speech. Going to settle in for this
0: one. <laughs> Yeah, those those days are gone and it's very sad. Alright, also please go to the ringer.com to check out a ton of great stuff from this week. Brian Curtis wrote a great column on Friday about the end yes. of the American soccer troll. And yep. that's just the latest piece from our excellent World Cup coverage. Also, Andrew Grudadaro will be recapping all things Jay Cutler from Very Cavallari each week. That's the content made for me, but I still haven't been able to read it because I don't know if I can stomach it. So this week and every week, please check in for the Jay Cutler being a dick recap from that show. All right. And with that, let's get to the show. Welcome to the Ringer NFL show, part of the Ringer podcast network. I'm Robert Mays, joined as always by Kevin Clark. Kevin, how you doing, bud? I'm doing great. We're getting there, man. Yeah, it's July. It is the
1: absolute worst time on the schedule for NFL news. But we're almost there.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're sending our training camp schedules back and forth. I mean, that's like the time of the calendar that we've hit so far. We're a couple weeks from getting on the road and staying there for the foreseeable future. (laughs) Training camp is hot.
1: It is in many ways nonsensical. Like, because you're just watching stuff that will be of no use three weeks later. But damn, if it's not really awesome and really inspiring, and and it just gets the juices flowing. I love
0: training. Making again. that, making that schedule, and knowing that I, I will just be living out of a rental car and buying snacks that are terrible for me for weeks at a time, you're gonna, and tra- seeing I, I, parts of the country. Robert, do not you have to watch the snacks? Here's why. Because
1: when you I've done this is gonna be my seventh camp tour. When you have like ice cream or something like that, and I've done it many times, that six hour drive, you feel it the whole time.
0: No, for me, it's not about the ice cream. It's about like the gas station snacks. No, I it's know bags I, of just, candy. It,
1: it weighs on you. It oh, weighs on you
0: for like six
1: hours. And you're just like, why did I have that bag of Doritos?
0: I'm gonna have to lose some of the receipts it, while still staying under the travel budget for the ringer because I don't want Juliet to know how many ca- gummy bears I eat over that two week period because it's gonna be embarrassing. It
1: is when you have a bad snack. I've done it double di- dozens of times when you have a bad snack at the start of like the Richmond to Spartanburg leg. You, you will, <laughs> It is the worst feeling you'll ever have. And I've, right, so- I've been hit by two cars. <laughs> Right. As a pedestrian and, yeah, a yeah. pedestrian. It's, and it's, 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 it's getting a hit by a comparable sugar car feeling to just like
0: having an ice cream sandwich before a seven hour drive. Oh man. All right. Well, th- those trips are still a little bit off and we're still using kind of the last remnants of the off season to yep. do some more big picture looks. So a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the best QB infrastructures and scenarios in the NFL. Yep. So whatever systems really prop up these quarterbacks, we're going to do the opposite in a way today. We're going to talk about quarterback situations and outlooks for teams independent of everything else going on. And, and this is a somewhat naughty conversation because is it going to be for that season? we've done that a couple of times. You know, we ranked the top 10 in each position two years ago. You know, that's more of a zeroed in focused look at the position. We're going to take a somewhat of a step back for this show and do the five-year outlook for these players and these situations period and why it goes beyond the player is because it's not just which quarterback would you rather have independent of every single qualifier or circumstance or factor. It's which would you rather have with everything taken into account? So we're going to talk about age. We're going to talk about contract situation. We're going to talk about everything that plays into quarterback value long term in some way, shape or form. And, that's going to create a list that may seem counterintuitive or may leave off some teams that you think should be on a best quarterback list. But I think that's the important part to establish right away. It's not who is the best quarterback in the NFL. It is which teams have the healthiest outlooks over a five-year stretch.
1: Yeah, and obviously there's going to be some people who just by the nature of the list are not going to make it. Ben Roethlisberger is going to be 37 soon. And you start looking at it. Well, he's not the kind of guy who's going to play till he's 42. He's not Nolan Ryan here. And so, I, you know, he's he's not going to make either list. Tom Brady, uh, you know, we're not going to bet against Tom Brady, but he's not going to be on the five-year list. Sorry. Oh, he's on my list.
0: He's on your five-year list? Yes. It, this is not – and here's the thing, and this is why this is going to be somewhat – it's again, it's confusing and it's complicated. It's what what, which quarterback situation would you like over a five year period? And we'll get to that. But the Patriots get Tom Brady for at least two more years. So you have to wait. I mean, this. I guess I guess. I will, will
1: I we'll we'll argue this later. We'll argue this. Sure. I, I did not we this is why we don't see each other's list. Is so exactly. we can we can be shocked by this. I just think that it's totally possible he retires after this season. That's all. We'll, and that's we'll fine. We'll and and,
0: and he might. But it, it when you look at every single situation, I, I really do think I'd rather have Tom Brady for two years. But again, we will talk about this. Okay. So b- before we spoil the podcast, let's just get this started. And let's start ab- by talking about the teams that didn't make our list, but not necessarily for the wrong reason. Sure. And I think that right now is possibly the most intriguing state of the quarterback position in the league since I've started covering the league. And it's for this reason. I would say that I've never looked at the NFL in July and thought to myself, wow, so many teams, almost all of the teams in the league have a settled plan at quarterback. I don't necessarily know if the quarterbacks are good at some of these for some of these teams. I don't necessarily know if some of these teams will be happy six months or a year from now, but I can't remember a time when I looked at a list of NFL teams and thought, well, at least they have a plan. At least they know where they're going, good or bad. I mean, you can't name me five teams that don't have that.
1: Yeah. Okay. So there's a couple of reasons for this. And we talked about this on the last podcast, but essentially quarterbacks become so important that if an ownership group looks at a team and there's not a quarterback, the GM's going to get fired. And you at least have to have some semblance of a plan. And if not, you're gone. And the GMs know that. And so they will oversign if they need to. Okay. And I, I just think generally that that is the philosophy of all thirty-two teams. No one no one's tanking. Uh, maybe the Browns were, but they're not anymore. Yep. And, you know, I, I just think that it is a quarterback healthy league. And one of the other reasons for that, Robert, is maybe the quarterbacks, maybe we'll never have a golden generation like we have with, with Breeze and Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and even, you know, trickling down Carson Palmer and then a little younger Roethlisberger and Aaron Rodgers. Maybe we won't have that anymore, but the schemes are so complex that they're and the schemes are so good and the offensive minds are so good that a lot of these coaches are just creating great quarterbacks or creating good quarterbacks. And I think that the uh, healthy amount of, of offensive minds in the league is scheming good quarterbacks into existence.
0: I think that's fair. And we're going to have to play with that idea also as we make these lists because it's hard to separate scheme from player and everything else. But what you said about the Cardinals, I think, is a great team to bring up because they're – kind of a perfect example of this Carson Palmer retires and it's not as if they wait two years to find their answer. They draft Josh Rosen this year and we've seen that a lot. I mean, you saw the teams that drafted a rookie quarterback this season. So a team like the jets, right where you take Hackenberg in the second round a few years ago, and that may not necessarily be your answer. The Browns waited. So all these teams that were happy to kind of, Put quarterback off and be comfortable not having an immediate answer for who is the quarterback of the future. They got their quarterback this offseason for the most part. So you just don't have that many teams where you just think, man, what the hell is that team doing at quarterback? Uh, even the ones you don't feel good about, like the Bills, they have a plan. I don't necessarily know if I like the plan, but at least one exists. So have yeah, very, I mean, they have, a very, mul- I mean it,
1: they have multiple plans for Christ's sake in, in Buffalo because you have AJ McCarron, you have Josh yes. Allen, and then all of a sudden, you hear Nathan Peterman's in the hunt. So, I mean, okay, maybe it's not the greatest plan in the world,
0: but a plan is better than no plan, I guess, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, obviously, we have all those rookie guys, and then you have what was supposed to be that next generation of quarterbacks that I, I think right now looks a lot less healthy than it did a year ago. I mean, you had that rookie quarterback group that we're thinking, okay, is this the group that will take over the league after the Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, class steps away. And then you consider like the year that Derek Carr had last year, you know, Marcus Mariota really falling off. It it just feels like there aren't as many from that group where you just say, okay, this is going to go really well. And and that's probably, I don't know, maybe two years ago, most of those guys would have been close to making a list like this just because you consider the rookie contract value. And that just doesn't exist for a lot of those teams anymore. That group has already fallen away.
1: Yeah, and they could bounce back really easily. I mean, let's of not... Course. We're not we're not writing any of those guys off. I mean, I think that... Not in terms of talent, but the window no, to get no, value of out of them is starting to shrink. Of course. And one of the things I think is really interesting is just sort of the amount of players who have the talent to make the leap and make the, make the leap into the elite category. You know, Andy Reid has said something the last couple of years I thought was really interesting about the spread quarterbacks. And there are a ton of drawbacks... To modern college quarterbacks, a ton, and NFL teams detail them all the time. But one of the real upshots, or upsides, is that those guys are throwing more than ever. I mean, you talk about the ten. You want to talk about the ten thousand hour theory? These guys are throwing from seven on sevens up. So you're looking at sixth grade up, you know, thousands and thousands of times into tight windows. I remember talking to, I think it was Ryan Tannehill's high school coach, and. He was basically saying, if you look at Texas 7-on-7s, which these guys are doing from the time they're 12 years old, they're throwing into tight man-coverage windows, and they're learning how to shake guys open, essentially. And maybe 20 years ago, there were a lot more option teams in high school. There were a lot more teams that didn't throw. And Andy Reid basically says, you know, the argument... 20 years ago when, when pro teams looked at college teams was they're not throwing enough. Now all of a sudden they're throwing too much. And so the sort of the byproduct of that is there are a lot of quarterbacks who have a lot of arm talent and then the right system, the right scheme and the right surroundings can get into that
0: top 10 very easily. And, and that's the thing about how quickly this list may change. I mean, guys yeah. like Patrick Mahomes, there's no way you could put him on here right now, no. even on that rookie contract. But if we did this list next July, and you have Mahomes on a rookie deal, there's a chance that happens. But there are so many guys in the league we haven't seen enough from that even if a rookie quarterback contract is the most valuable thing you can have in terms of team building, there are too many guys on this in the league right now that have those deals, but you can't feel comfortable throwing them in a list like this, even if they're cheap.
1: Well, I'll give you something else. The guys who are due for big deals in two or three years... You don't even know what those deals are going to look like. You don't know if they're going to be cap crippling or whatever. I mean, you know, it's we don't we're trying to also figure out what the future of the sport looks like because sure. By the time Jared Goff signs his extension, who the hell knows what rookie what what second quarterback contracts are going to look like? They change every yeah. year. Will there be a Kirk Cousins effect where they're all guaranteed or will there not be? The, the Matt Ryan thing seemed to suggest there wouldn't be, but maybe that stuff takes a couple of years. Maybe the Aaron Rodgers contract, which would be signed later this year, will change the paradigm. I mean, I mean, there's 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 so many variables to quarterback play, and that's what's so fascinating about quarterback
0: play in 2018. Yeah. Very quickly, let's chat about some of the teams for you that didn't make it or the Quarterbacks that didn't make it just because of age and value. We talked about how Tom Brady and that deal is still on my list. We'll get to that a little bit later. You mentioned Ben Roethlisberger. Are there any other excellent quarterbacks who are not involved here simply because of age and contract sure. and everything else? Uh, age, Drew Brees,
1: because I okay. you know yep. Drew Brees, even with the money you're paying him, you cannot put a price on having that kind of quarterback. You know, I was looking at some numbers earlier. I mean, he's by far the most accurate passer in the NFL. The ability, obviously Alvin Kamara changed the way his offense is run, but he's still a damn good quarterback. And I wouldn't sign him to a 5-year deal right now, which is sort of the the barometer we're looking at, but for 2018 and certainly for 2017, he is top 5 at least. Um I mean as far as performance goes, he's great and I, the only reason I'm not putting him in the best Best quarterback outlook thing is just the fact that he's pushing forty.
0: Yeah, and and, and the thing with Breeze is he's got that two year deal and it's right now the Saints will allocate the seventh most money in the NFL to quarterback. Drew Breeze is not to- the seventh most totally quarterback fine. in the NFL. So that's totally where you fine. have to kind of there are all of these middle grounds that you have to try to figure out. And that's why this is a difficult exercise. I mean, when we were figuring out these lists, I emailed you guys. I was like, this is hard. <laughs> I mean, it's very hard when you consider everything that you have to take into account because these some of the guys have gotten paid breeze is going to be in the league for two more years. Is that 25 million? When, Joe Flacco is making 27. Is that worth putting him on? I mean, it's very difficult to do, and that's why guys like Breeze, Ben Roethlisberger is not going to make this list. Matt Ryan isn't on my list because three years from now, Matt Ryan's making $34 million. Is Uh, that okay when quarterback value may explode? Maybe. I I just, it's very difficult when you consider all the moving targets involved here.
1: Okay, so we'll get to the Matt Ryan thing when we get to it, but Matt Ryan is on my list. My only thought is that, quarterback contracts become a bargain from the moment they're signed and the matt ryan deal might look like a bargain in two years with the rising cap and all that stuff there's not the cap has been rising at 10 million dollars a year almost all of that has gone to a small handful of superstars and the rest of the nfl is going towards rookie contracts and then you know obviously the elite of the elite i think that in when matt ryan does make that much money i think it it's not going to be an insignificant amount of money, but it's it's going to be manageable and
0: carryable for a good general manager like Tom Dimitrov. I, that's a very interesting point. And I have a similar thought about what Jimmy Garoppolo's contract might be like three years from yeah. now, but it's because they're structured differently. Again, we'll get is to Jimmy some G, of G on your list. And Jimmy G is not on my list. Okay. Okay, because that would have been an interesting thing. He's
1: not on my list either, but it would have been interesting if Ryan was on my list and Jimmy G was on your list and we didn't have the other person on.
0: Okay, we'll get to all of that. And before we get to some of the worst contract situations in the league, let's (laughs) take a quick break to tell you about Yahoo Fantasy Football. Turn this season into a fistful of epic wins by joining a Yahoo Fantasy Football League. Yahoo has spent the off-season making serious upgrades to enhance your experience. We're talking easier scoring, new trophies, and a buttery smooth app experience. For those of you who really want to follow fantasy football at a bar but don't want to bring your laptop, you know how annoying it is when that app goes down. So when you come to play fantasy football on Yahoo, the wins are as
1: epic as the season is long. But to get in on the wins, you have to get in on the season.
0: So start a league with your squad or join one of the many public leagues that Yahoo has don't miss your chance to play on the best fantasy football platform on the planet.
1: Join a league. Now at yahoo.com slash the ringer fantasy football.
0: All right, Kevin, let's get to some of the worst quarterback situations in the league. And again, so many of these teams are settled for at least the short term. We're talking one, we're talking at least probably two seasons per team when you look at contracts, but a lot of them, are ones that you wouldn't feel good about. You're like, all right, well, we're settled into this, but I'm not necessarily pleased about it. So why don't you give me one of your worst three? What's a team where you're like, eh? even if they have a plan, I'm not very excited about it. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, that's a fair one. They did not make my list, but it's it was very close. I mean, what the hell are they going to do? Yeah. It just feels like he can't be on the team next year, right? I wrote about this. About I don't weeks ago know. for the Ringer. But I don't know. I, I just. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, I just. He's due for an
1: extension. He's the type of quarterback who would probably get a proven extension anyway. But do you really want to commit any money to a guy who, at this point, has not, you know, has, has obviously screwed up in a major way already in his career? I mean, I just think that. I, I just don't know what you do. I mean, you've written about it. You know more. So what, what, what's your take?
0: Well, I mean, it's not, I don't even necessarily know if I know more. I, I just know that it, it feels like he's been given more chances than necessary at every turn. And yeah. they picked up his fifth-year option, but we know how fifth-year options work. If he's healthy, they can just cut him without any sort of penalty. And if you're the Bucks right now, what sort of message does it send? You could do the Bortles thing and just renegotiate. Sure. But we'll get to Bortles here in a second. If he's not the quarterback you want, renegotiating only helps you to a certain degree because you're kicking the financial can down the road. I mean, if he's healthy and you can cut him without any guaranteed money because it's not guaranteed except for injury, I just feel like that would be the move. And I don't. I want to qualify it with some sort of unless he's great this season. But I think that's the problem in and of itself. I don't think it should matter how he plays this season. If you're the Bucks, why would you in any way want to commit upwards of twenty million dollars to Jameis Winston next season? Right. Exactly. But I, you know, I I
1: think he, now here's the question. Let's say Jameis gets to the end of his deal, and there's just no market for him, and they can get him on a relatively
0: cheap contract. Do they bring him back in that scenario? That's two years from now. Yes. So in that scenario, they're, they're sticking with him on the fifth-year option next Through
1: the year. fifth-year option, through when they're contractually obligated to. Because I, I don't think, I don't necessarily think they'll get a huge amount of criticism if they let him play out his five years under, under rookie control. Even if it's a big, I, I Even if fair. it's a big number, it's still standing pat.
0: I think in that scenario, it would have to do, I mean, we'd have to take into consideration how he plays over the next few sure. seasons. Sure. And I just and if, don't And know. if he screws up again. Yes. Watching him play is just, I'm talking purely from a football perspective yes. right here. Is one of the more maddening things about <laughs> being somebody who watches the NFL every single week. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times I've watched a throw he's made and just, th- why? Like, what are you doing? I mean, just in the red zone or when they're backed up and it's third down and 25, he's just throwing it up for grabs or then thrown into the ground. It happens so often. And I just think that's who he is as a quarterback. I don't know why there's any reason to believe that this is going to be something that goes away as he's in the league for a long time. So if we're talking about the merits of him as a player and why he'd be worth even keeping on any sort of deal, I'm running out of reasons to think those exist. So one of the reasons that there's such a
1: large amount of, of really good quarterbacks in the NFL right now, or at least above average quarterbacks, is that a lot of the coaches and the players have basically gotten mistakes out of the game, by and large. Uh, interceptions are, as a league-wide thing, at a low. I think 2016 was the lowest interception year in history. I think 2017 wasn't far behind. Uh, sacks are also historically down. Guys are getting rid of the ball quicker, and they're, and they're passing more accurately. And if you're making mistakes, you are an outlier, basically, with the rest of the league. That's just statistically what's happening. And no one makes probably more crazy on-field mistakes than than Jameis Winston, where you just look at it and you say, "What was what was this, the pass there? Where was that going? Why is this happening?" And so there's a lot of guys in the league. I mean, in his own division, Matt Ryan was was uh, I think led the NFL in the fewest. Turnover worthy throws according to Pro Football Focus. Okay. Jameis Winston is 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 Mr. Turnover worthy throw.
0: I will throw out another person that in my mind is very close when it comes to the what is going on reactions to his throws, and that is Blake Bortles. Ooh. And that's why the Jags are also on my list of the worst three. Let's see. Because it. we talked about that deal and giving money and, and trying to take away some of the salary caps implications in the fifth year and you know, it's time paying more later. The Jags will pay Blake Bortles, $26 million over the next two years. That is not a ton when you consider just the quarterback position and the price tag overall, but for Blake Bortles, that's a lot of money. And the fact that even though he's down to 10 million this year, having to pay him 26 next year, and no matter what it's 10 million this year and 16 million next year, even if they cut him, because that's how much dead money is on his deal. Two years, 26 is a lot for Blake Bortles, in my opinion. And there's no plan post Blake Bortles. And because the defense is so good and the rest of the roster talent is so good, you would assume they'll be decent enough that there's no way they'll have a high draft pick in order to get a replacement for him when that time comes. And that's the type of stuff that worries me. Obviously, the rest of the team is great, and I know why the decisions were made. But in terms of quarterback, they're in a pretty dire spot over the next five years, in my opinion. So Football Outsiders... Is doing it's sort of
1: pressure week, uh, or you know, mm-hmm. kind of a collection of, of stories about pressure. They had a breakdown about pressure rates by number of, of pass rushers, and the Jaguars are not a surprise. They rush for more than anybody, and they basically generate more pressure than anybody. And when you look at those numbers, just from a football nerd standpoint, and that's that's both of us here, you just get so amped about watching it. Okay, you just get like, wow, this defensive line is amazing, and I love them. This defense is amazing, and I love them. You got Jalen Ramsey talking about how Mount Rushmore is just his face in four different expressions. It's like incredible. I know, was, I know it's a lyric, but he didn't have to say it, and he said it anyway, and I love him for it. And and then you just sort of get this ache in your stomach because you know what's on the other side of the ball. And that's what's disappointing about all of this, is, is if you just had, I mean, I don't know what you do because, again, all the good quarterbacks are extremely expensive and hard to find. But I just wish there was some competition for Blake Bortles. I had thrown out earlier in free agency, taking a flyer on AJ McCarron. I'm not saying he's necessarily better than Bortles, but you just want a competition to where Bortles, to where maybe if, you know, Bortles is doing his I'm missing wide open screen passes thing, there's just another option. That's
0: all. Yeah, I, trust me, we're we're on the same page here. It does it. It hurts my chest. I really don't enjoy it at all. Just to be clear, it's one thing to have faith in Blake Bortles. It's
1: another thing to go all in on Blake Bortles.
0: And that's what I'm saying. There's no other quarterback, and it's not as if you're paying him on a rookie deal anymore. Okay, an average of thirteen million dollars is not not a lot of money. It's still enough where you're like, eh, I, that's not great.
1: Okay, so let's go the bottom six quarterbacks. By yards per attempt last year. All of them seem to check out. Okay. 27, CJ Beathard. 28, Jay Cutler. Okay. 29 is the quarterback I'm about to talk about. 30 is Deshaun Kaiser. 31 is Brett Hundley. 32 is Joe Flacco. Who's the quarterback I'm about to talk about? I'm not sure. Eli Manning.
0: Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Now, he's close to making mine as well.
1: Now, let's, I'm not saying Eli Manning is the worst quarterback in the NFL. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying age. He's going to turn thirty eight if he makes the playoffs i don't I don't know if that's going to happen, uh but his birthday is January third, and he'll be thirty eight so i just I just think you know he's got at least i don't know he's got one more season in him, probably not two. If you're looking at five year outlook he does he does not look like he's trending in the right direction. I'll say that and i don't and then by the way, i mean, I just don't know. You know, you spent this second overall pick on a running back. Uh, they're probably going to try, assuming Saquon Barkley is another sort of Zeke Elliott um, instant impact guy, which is 100% possible. I think he's got worlds of talent. They're going to try to win in that window where he's cheap and productive. So what do you do? You go out and you sign a guy? I don't know. I mean, if they if they give up on Eli Manning, I just have no idea where they turn to. Maybe it's Davis Webb. I I, I don't know.
0: Eli was very close to making my list. He makes $22.2 million this year. It's not as if he's got one of those middle-of-the-road quarterback deals and his play is uninspiring. He's aging, he's expensive, and there's absolutely no answer behind him. So uh, I completely understand why he'd be on there.
1: Yep. I mean, there's not a whole lot to say about Eli Manning at this point.
0: Yeah, I I agree. maybe,
1: Maybe it's possible. Maybe Pat Shermer schemes him up. I don't know.
0: That <laughs> The amount of if you can derive hope from that statement, then you are a far rosier person than I. I really appreciate That'd your optimism about the great. world.
1: It would be great if Eli Manning just started roasting people this year and
0: just destroyed everyone with Pat. Oh, it'd be incredible. Dreams. No, I would love that. All right. So uh, Eli was close to making mine. He's not on mine. Uh, I'm going with the Dolphins. Because he, while yeah. Ryan Tannehill is not super expensive this year, he counts $8.7 million against the cap over the next two years, it gets very bad and he's got a decent amount of guaranteed money still left on his contract. So if the dolphins choose to cut him after this offseason, they still owe 13 million. So you're looking at a 21, $21 million price tag for Ryan Tannehill over the next two seasons. Do we know how good Ryan Tannehill is right now? Do we know how healthy Ryan Tannehill is right now? There is so much uncertain about what they have in him and that he's getting paid actual money on a second contract. So that's why, to me, it's just, how could you feel good about where they're going? And it's not as if they're skating by right now on a $1 million, $2 million rookie deal. It's the worst of both worlds.
1: Yep. I mean, you, you, you... The best thing to have is a good, cheap rookie quarterback, right? I mean, that is that is the epitome of something that you can build around in 2018. What the Dolphins have and what you're laying out here is a very, very average, expensive second contract quarterback.
0: That's not how you compete. That's just not it. <laughs> no, sorry, guys. It's the that's last not thing a, that you want. And, that's not and these Again, there's a common thread here, and it's teams that, especially with the last team I'm going to throw out, but And what you said with the Dolph, or excuse me, what you said with the Giants, teams that could have addressed their quarterback situation in the draft with a high pick and did not. And now they're kind of in a very precarious spot. The Giants are like that. The Dolphins are like that. And then in a way, the Jags are like that. I mean, it's just a team that if they wanted to, could say, all right, we're just starting over. We're not. And then they decided not to. And they're just letting the ball roll further downhill. Yep. Who's your last one? Oh, it was the Jaguars. Okay, sounds good. And then we're my an last agreement. one, again, in the same vein, again, not a ton to say about it because for the same reasons, is the Broncos. I mean, you're paying Case Keenum $18 million a year. Mm. Do we know how good Case Keenum is? I, I, I'm, I'm
1: going to push back on this one.
0: Good, Go nuts, bud. Okay,
1: going back to the football focusing, the reason I even came upon the Jaguars thing is I was looking into Case Keenum. And there were two quarterbacks last year, and they were basically two of the three that have ever been measured to as a, have a positive DVOA when under pressure, okay? One of them last year was Tom Brady. The other one was Case Keenum. The other one happened... Uh, f- the other one, amazingly, and you're going to love this one, who's the other positive DVOA under pressure quarterback?
2: It's it someone. It's, so,
1: it's some No, 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 no. It wasn't last year. This is all time. It was someone who had just oh. a miracle run. And it would probably was very near and dear to you.
0: I don't know. I'm, it I'm, the I'm curious.
1: Mirror, it was the the hot hand run for Josh McCown in 2013.
0: Oh, wow. What a run that
1: was. It was a magical time. What a time. run. What a run. But over a full season, Case Keenum had that last year along with Tom Brady. I just think that... He was amazing. He was amazing. I understand, you know, Pat, Pat Shermer schemed him up as he's going to do Eli Manning.
0: But... And I'm not sure if... I, I am not saying that Eli or Case Keenan wasn't great last year, and I totally agree. His ability—I just don't to think he's the. Plays, I don't think he's a, a bad like situation, and he's under a manageable contract. He's a
1: great guy. He was a phenomenal slow news day guest, and he loves <laughs> peaky blinders. And no, I, I just think that he. I I, I I don't think he's a top ten quarterback. He's not on my certainly not on my list of best situations. But I think if everything else breaks right for the Broncos, that's that's a that's a playoff team. If, 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 what I'm saying is if the defense is good, all that stuff. I think that there's, there's a lot of holes on the Broncos. What I'm saying is if you put Case Keenum on an above average team, he will make you better.
0: That's fair. I just think that paying Case Keenum $26 million guaranteed or $25 million guaranteed is not a long-term plan that that's I, 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 if I'm wrong, I'll be glad to be wrong because I thought he was great last year, but I thought he was in an excellent situation last year. He so, created a lot of plays, but there's also a lot of plays made for him. I mean, I can't think of a wide receiver duo that was better okay. at just snatching balls out of the air on contested catches than those Let's two were. Do, I wanna, so I wanna, I'll I wanna, be happy to be wrong, but I, I think that that is not necessarily a plan. <laughs> Okay, All right, I have a question. I have a question.
1: All right, go on. So, the Broncos are spending the 20th most cap money on quarterbacks in 2018, okay? And they have, obviously, Trevor Simeon and Paxton Lynch under contract. Would you rather have the Broncos quarterbacks or the Lions and the Raiders are at three and four, spending $27 million total? Would you rather have... Keenum and the Broncos quarterbacks or for 10 million more Lions or Raiders. Would you want Lions or Raiders in, in every situation?
0: I think I'd want the Lions. Okay. What I about don't the Raiders? know if I'd want. Would you rather have the, it would just... Okay. So I you. You would take the Raiders close. Listen, it's funny okay. how close Derek Carr was to this list. When you consider what we probably would have said a year ago, but when you consider that deal, it, it's kind of terrible if he continues playing the way he did last season. And he might. Maybe that's the quarterback that Derek Carr is, but I, I'm not quite ready to throw him in there. I think I'd still rather have Derek Carr for the next five years on that deal than Case Keenum.
1: I just think, I think you're getting into it. I don't know the answer. I haven't put enough thought into it. But, you know, would you rather have Case Keenum or Matt Stafford plus a, a $12 million player? $10 million player. $10 million receiver.
0: For instance. I think the answer is probably Matthew Stafford.
1: Okay. No, I, I think I, I, I probably agree with you, but I'm just saying it's a debate you'd have to have. I mean, it's not a debate. I mean, no one, none of these players are available. I mean, Matt Stafford's not coming available, so it doesn't matter. But still,
0: it's just a, it's an interesting team-building question. I totally agree. And that's why we're having these conversations. <laughs> All right. Coming up, we'll welcome Danny Kelly to rank our top five quarterback outlooks in the NFL. But first, let's take a quick break. Udemy is the largest and most accessible online learning marketplace with the most courses, teachers, and opportunities for students everywhere around the globe. Udemy
1: has over 65,000 courses from coding to comic book art available anywhere on their website and app. Whether you're at home, at the desk, on the computer,
0: or using their app, Udemy gives you access to new knowledge wherever you are. Udemy is a great learning tool and has helped students all over the world improve their skills, their careers, and their lives. Go to ude.my slash NFL right now and get 90% off when you sign up for classes. You will not find a better price. So sign up for classes now using link ude.my NFL and get access to life-changing classes for 90% off. And make sure you
1: download their app for your phone so you can stream your studies wherever you are. That's ude.my NFL. ude.my
0: NFL. If you love to score amazing deals at incredible hotels, you'll love Hotel Tonight. Hotel Tonight partners with hotels to sell them undersold rooms, helping you find sweet deals at cool, top-rated spots. Hotel
1: Tonight shows you the best deals at hotels you actually want to stay at. No more scrolling through endless lists of choices. Even though their name's Hotel Tonight, they're not just for last-minute bookings.
0: You can also book in advance, so it's perfect for both planners and procrastinators alike. Hotel Tonight is perfect for spontaneous weekend getaways, staycations, three-day weekends, road trips, business bookings whenever you need a hotel.
1: It's so easy to use. Book hotels in 10 seconds in just three taps and a swipe. There's even the HT Perks program where the more you book, the
0: better the deals get. Kevin, you and I travel all the time for work. All the time. And I know that Hotel Tonight's gotten me out of plenty of jams in the past. I was visiting the office like maybe six months ago and decided to stay an extra day. Ten minutes later, I had a room booked in Hollywood for a great price. And it was all thanks to Hotel Tonight. I don't even book a hotel as more than a day in advance now because it's just so easy. It's huge. And again, we're going on that tour later next month. We will be using Hotel Tonight. I can promise you that. Get the Hotel Tonight app now to start scoring amazing deals and incredible hotels. That's Hotel Tonight, the only booking app that you need. All right. We are now joined by Danny Kelly, who is here to talk with us about the five best quarterback outlooks in the NFL. Danny, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Maze. How are you guys doing? I'm wonderful. It's beautiful out here. I'm feeling good. Summer is the best. Yeah, let's do it. All <laughs> right. So let's dig right into this. Yeah. Number five, Danny, why don't you kick us off? Who's your number five team?
2: Man, so I, hem- I hemmed and hawed on this a lot because Cam Newton is a pretty polarizing figure among the quarterback pantheon. But I- I'm definitely going with the Panthers for number five for me just because if you look at his contract, right now he's 29. His contract run through runs through 2020 and the cap hits... 21 and a half, 23.2 and 21.1 over the next three years. That's really reasonable. And actually it's probably going to look like a major bargain in the next couple of years. And so, I mean, just, you know, Newton, obviously very, very inconsistent, but when he's on, he can take over a game. He is an MVP caliber player, obviously he won the MVP in 2015. So I don't know. I just think when Newton is at his best, he he's one of the most unstoppable players in the NFL and they've got him under contract under a reasonable contract for a couple of years. So, I think they're in a really good situation if they can really take advantage of that.
0: All of those points track to me he would have been either six or seven on my list he barely missed it and it has a lot to do with that contract we see so many quarterbacks that are very good and we think about oh they're propped up by their circumstances whatever that's not cam newton he's been put in such a tough spot so often with the scheme that the panthers have run the throws he's forced to make and he is inconsistent but if we're just saying based on the quarterback alone and how much they're making which quarterback would you like to have the most he's very close to the top for me i don't blame you whatsoever
2: yeah, that was a really hard decision. Like there was 3 or 4 guys for this spot that I w- was debating and and I mean, yeah, it just goes back to again, watching at his best what he can do in a game and and that's kind of what I I guess swayed me on that one.
1: Sure, I'm a big Cam Newton fan, but I just think from a from a consistency standpoint, from just the, the season he had last year with a guy who I think we all agree is a downgrade on offensive coordinator, I have to go with Matt Ryan because I think, first of all, he obviously was MVP level at 2016, literally. And then (laughs) last year, I mean, he just made less mistakes than anybody. And as I said earlier in the show, he had the fewest turnover worthy throws in the NFL, um, less than 1%, by the way. Uh, you know, he has done it in a bunch of different situations. He's done it without Julio Jones, he's done it with Julio Jones, he's done it with Kyle Shanahan, he's done it without without Kyle Shanahan, um, extremely without Kyle Shanahan when you consider Sark last year. And so I just think that he is for the next five years, $100 million guaranteed, not the worst contract in the NFL when you consider how much the cap is rising. And again, every quarterback contract ends up looking like a bargain. I'm not saying $34 million against the cap in 2020 is going to be ridiculous, but the way these quarterbacks are aging, the aging curve in the NFL suggests to me that Matt Ryan at age 35 and 36 at 31 and $34 million a year will not look out of
0: place. I totally understand where you're coming from with that i think that as the cap rises the fact that he was one of the first guys to sign that deal after rogers gets his where's that number going to be all that i still look at those latter deals of this contract and kind of balk a little bit the fact that it's going to be 35 in 2022 will that look like a pretty decent deal maybe when you consider the numbers but he's going to be 37 and like we talked about earlier in the show kevin that's why I think the Garoppolo deal becomes kind of interesting because yep. let's say he becomes one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. We don't know that yet, but let's just hypothetically say he does. While the deal itself looks massive, that $137 million, it's $74 million guaranteed whatever, a huge chunk of that money comes this year. The Niners will pay the most money in the NFL to quarterbacks this season because Garoppolo has that $37 million cap hit. Next year, it goes to $20 million. The year after that, it's 26.6. So they they had the luxury because of their cap situation to put it all, to, not all of it, but a huge chunk of it in the front mm-hmm. and have it be front loaded and then let it get less expensive over the course of the deal. That's huge. Yep. In 2020, we could be sitting here and saying that Jimmy Garoppolo contract is one of the best in the entire NFL. I don't know if we yeah. will, but that it's just a really fascinating way that they did this when you consider the trajectory of their franchise.
1: So, the one thing I kept hearing about for for three or four years is the rollover cap money and how much these teams are going to accumulate $100 million in cap space, all that stuff, how much that would change the competitive balance going forward. Um, the Browns obviously have tons of money to spend, etc. And one of the ways that I think those teams are going to catch up is doing things like the 49ers are doing, which is front-loading the hell out of these contracts and using up all that cap space they accumulated by essentially Essentially tanking. I mean, I guess that I mean they really stripped down the roster. Right. you know, they didn't go out and lose for five years in a row intentionally, but you know, they they stripped down the roster and they, they accumulated that cap space. And it is a huge, huge advantage to be able to pay out that much money this year and then smooth it out afterwards. It is it's it is a luxury that very, very few NFL teams are gonna have.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And, and that's why it becomes May be a decent contract to me, even with the money that they're allocating toward it. He's not number five for me, though. I'm putting Tom Brady in there at number five. Just because <laughs> I understand I <laughs> love that it. it. Yes. It may it may only be two years, but you have to consider the overall impact and the fact that they might have him at 44 million over the next two years. Would you rather have Tom Brady for two seasons or someone else for five? At probably a a very similar price tag when you consider what most of the quarterbacks in the NFL get paid. I mean, you look at positional spending in the league, and the Patriots are middle of the road in how much they pay their quarterbacks, and it's Tom Brady. And even if it's only two more years, it's still hard for me not to put him on this list.
2: Yeah, if you can get two Super Bowls in five years, that's... You know, that's what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> it's I, it's very it's tough, and the, because yeah. it's almost counterintuitive. It's like, well, you only get two years, but for 44 million, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. And we had a similar conversation about uh, what's his name. We had a similar conversation about Drew Brees, but Drew Brees is a little bit more expensive. It, those are the kind of the little tiny gaps in value that I think matter in a conversation like this.
1: Yeah. J- Tom Brady's contract has been the biggest gift. To the Patriots, short of actually Tom Brady, who's the number one gift <laughs> right. who's been given to the Patriots, um, I, I just think Let's... generally. I mean, this is sort of the argument. This is sort of an extension of Bill's Bill Simmons' argument that if you win a, a championship, you're not allowed to complain for five years. Yes, it's it's that, <laughs> but with a player. It's it's if you win a Super Bowl, is it worth then four years of being in the wilderness and figuring out where to go at quarterback? Now. One thing I'd like to point out is that they had Jimmy Garoppolo and they traded him. This just an <laughs> Yes, <Yeah>, th- <laughs> I appreciate Uh-oh, that. <laughs> I forgot. All
0: right, let's get they to put number four. Themselves, got-
1: they, they put themselves w- in the situation where they, they have to make this decision to do t- two years of Tom Brady versus five years of, or three years of nothing. So that's, that's
0: all. Very fair. All right, we got to cruise through these. So let's get yeah. to number four here. Danny, who's your number four?
2: All right. So mine's Deshaun Watson with the Texans. And I mean, it's it's obvious. It's it's obvious why he's 22, his rookie contract, you know, he's got a $3.1 million cap hit next year, 3.7, the next 4.4 and then a 50 year option. I mean, he's, he's going to come incredibly cheap to them and assuming, and I'm assuming now that he's going to, you know, not necessarily play at the level he did last year for his whole career, but I think he definitely showed what he can do. And so He's going to give them an enormous advantage over the next five years, and I think you know it's that was a pretty easy one for me to put on there. I'm the same way. He, he's number four for me as well. Eleven million dollars combined
0: for the next three years. So you have to pay Deshaun Watson one million dollars more over the next three seasons than the Jaguars will play Bake Then the Jaguars will will pay Blake Bortles this <laughs> year. I mean, yeah. that's just... It's it's hard not to just throw him in there. Even if you have considerations about the injury, about regression, whatever, right. I mean, that contract is enough for me to just toss him in there and not even think about it. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm
1: with you. I mean, a lot of the stats guys are saying he's a regression candidate. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want to get... I, I don't want to be a downer here. And I loved what I saw last year from Deshaun Watson. I think he was... Those those games were as much fun as I had the entire year last year. And I just... I, I love the guy. And I think that... Him on a rookie contract, even if he regresses a little bit, is still really freaking valuable. I mean, I just I just think we can't put an emphasis enough on I mean, you know, there's a lot of guys with rookie contracts who are actually cheaper. I mean, Dak Prescott is a good example because yep. he was a fourth round pick. But just what we saw last year in behind a terrible offensive line, I, I'm I'm all in on Deshaun Watson going forward.
0: Is he your number four as well, Kevin.
2: Oh yes oh sweet <laughs> all
0: right Danny let's get to number three who's your number three
2: All right so my number three team right now is the Seahawks Love and it. I know that you're not a big fan of the Seahawks uh you know their foundation there for for Wilson but they, they no. do have a good situation in terms of he's a young he's 29 his contract runs through 2019 it's very reasonable over the next couple of years and I mean we saw last year he's their entire offense you know say for Doug Baldwin but uh they're just in a really good situation financially I think with him. You know they can wait until next year to extend him. And yeah, he's i mean, he's he's the most valuable asset in terms of franchise quarterback who's under thirty years old, and he's still on a, a reasonable deal. I totally agree. They're number three I, for me as well. forty nine million for two years. And even if it's forty nine million,
0: you like that price tag, you can still keep him longer. And that's the difference right. between him and right. a guy like, Brady or a guy I'll get to here in a second, the fact that the specter of his youth is still there, that's very important. I have him higher. Oh, all
1: right. Who's all your right. number three, Kevin? The Green Bay Packers. Um, all I mean, right. This They're is a, a higher for me, so. Okay. No, it's, I mean, look, it's all, uh, we had the same top three. Um, yeah, there it's you go. <laughs> all, it's all pretty interchangeable. But the Green Bay Packers, for me, it's only an age thing. Russell Wilson at this point is, is yeah. 29 years old. Aaron Rodgers, it's just a matter of health. Um, for me. I mean, it's a matter of age and health. He's 34. He'll be turning 35 on December 2nd. Uh, Obviously, he's been banged up. Last year, um, you know, the quarterback situation behind him is not good. Uh, He played seven games last year. Uh, I just, uh, you know, I, I think the world of him, but coming back from an injury, being 35 years old, I put him a smidge below the two younger guys in my top three.
0: They're all interchangeable. I can understand that. Yeah. I can understand that. He, they're number two for me. Danny, I know they're number two for you as well. Yeah. I, I yep. just feel like if $40 million for Rodgers over the next two years, even if that takes a jump, I mean, even if they do give him that extension and it kind of kicks up a notch, I still feel like it's going to be early enough where we're looking at the Rodgers deal three years from now and saying, God, he's still a bargain. I, mean, I just can't even imagine the number where if you could have him under contract, you wouldn't want it. And all I do know is that the Packers are going to come in under that number with whatever extension he decides to sign. I mean, they could sign him. They could have him for the next two years and then franchise him for three more years after that. And I would look at the number every year. I'd be like, yeah, that sounds right. (laughs) Yeah, that that seems like good value for Aaron Rodgers. It's just I don't know if there's a number that exists. Yeah, I remember. And I've told the story before, but Mike
1: Shanahan was talking a couple years ago after they tried for RG3. It was at the owners meetings. And he was saying no one has ever Ever, ever brought up the concept of overpaying for an elite quarterback, and I think the reason he was bringing he was talking about John Elway and how the, no one ever said the Broncos came up too much for John Elway because it worked out, and that's sort of how I feel about a contract for a guy like Rogers. Like, there's no situation where someone's going to go, man, Rogers just they're just he's just killing the Packers with that contract,
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? It's kind of one of the the factors that you have to take into account when doing something like this is that all right, twenty million for Rogers per year over the next two years would you rather have that for two years than Dak Prescott at less than a million per year? Right. And my answer to that is yes. And I know that's yes. hard to quantify and it's hard to figure out where that lands, but for Rogers, it's easy for other quarterbacks. it becomes a little bit more difficult, but it's when you're thinking about team building and everything else, I, I just feel like a quarterback that's at a contract that doesn't make you cringe. A guy like Rogers, a guy like Brady, yeah. that's still going to put them in this conversation.
1: I mean, it, it, it's, It's like this, right? Is If you have a quarterback who's making a million dollars, can you sign $20 million worth of players to make that quarterback the equivalent of Matthew Stafford? That's sort of the economic give and take of the modern NFL because rookie quarterbacks can be so cheap like Dak Prescott. Can you replicate Matt Stafford's production with an incredible supporting cast? Yes, you can. Can you replicate Aaron Rodgers? Probably not. And that's the difference. No. That's yeah. the difference. Drew Brees, probably not. Yeah. Tom Brady, no. Like, th- these, those those are the guys you cannot, you cannot um, replicate
0: with a sort of supporting cast. And that list is very small. It's an incredibly short list. I mean, we talked about this all the time. Just, the quarterbacks that can manage to transcend that. I think that Rogers is there. I think Wilson's there. The guys that are here and on those big second contracts. I mean, this group is going to be rookie contracts and guys that are so good that it doesn't matter. And again, that list of guys that is so, are so good that it doesn't matter is very, very small. And Russell Wilson is number two for you. Correct, Kevin. That's correct. Um, so Russell right. Wilson would,
1: would be my number one, except, He's only signed through 2019. He signed a right. four-year deal. So he's an no restricted free agent in 2020. If we were looking at him being cost controlled and on that $25 million cap hit, which is his biggest cap hit tw- which is next season. If he had that for the remaining 5 years or even 3 of the 5 years, we're looking at number 1. But the fact that you have to pay Russell Wilson when he enters his 31 age 31 season, he's going to command a lot of money. He by the way Navigated so he would hit free agency yeah. at 31. It's, it's he not did a, that on purpose. Yeah, this is not a coincidence. He went out and <laughs> hired a baseball agent who who wanted to get him more money than basically any quarterback in history. I a couple of years ago I asked Russell Wilson. He came into my place of employment that was not here. And uh we had we had a little powwow and he said, I want to own a team. And the one way to get the money to own a team, hit free agency at thirty one.
0: Yeah, that's fair. He's going to have a hard time catching Sam Bradford, Matthew Stafford, though. It's an unfortunate time right? that he was drafted. it's so weird. Sam Bradford. It's crazy. Those those two are the guys that are going to make the most money. But, all right, uh, I believe we all share the same number one. Yep. Danny, why don't you yep. kick us off?
2: Oh, yeah, Carson Wentz, baby. Yeah, it's it's the Eagles for me as well. He's 25, I think, and his contract, his rookie contract sells a few years on it, plus a 50-year option. I mean, he's coming in at an incredible bargain, even being second pick. So I mean, even at that, he's an incredible bargain for them for a couple of years. They already have an incredibly, you know, stacked roster. Of course, they're going to face some questions on you know what to do with their cap, but he gives them that flexibility going forward, and he's he's a really good player too, you know. So um, they're in they're just they're in the catbird seat in terms of you know the D word, the dynasty word, right now, just because of what they've got at the quarterback position. They're going to pay
0: their quarterbacks the 16th most yep. of any team in the NFL this year, and that is with Nick Foles, their backup
1: quarterback, <laughs> yeah.
0: making $13.6 million. Carson
1: Wentz is the 201st highest-paid player in the NFL. Wow. He is the 6th highest-paid player in the Philadelphia Eagles, and he's the 28th highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. He will make $7 million against Cap this year, $8 million against Cap next year, and then we'll have a fifth-year option. He will hit free agency, if they don't franchise tag him in 2021, now what's important here is that they also have a backup quarterback who won the Super Bowl. <laughs> yep. So you're gonna like that quarterback room, guys.
0: Now, yeah, I mean, and the fact that it's full, the fact that they have both of those guys, and it's their, they have the 16th most in the league. Is insane. I mean, that's crazy. It's an unbelievable bargain to know that you have Wentz at that. You have a guy that can win you a Super Bowl with your infrastructure, and you're still in the middle of the road. After having to pay Foles, it's not as if this is the deal that he signed before he won the Super Bowl. They had to give him this money in order to kind of satiate him with everything that was going on, and they're still in the middle of the NFL. I mean, it's that overall scenario is really hard to beat.
1: Now, yeah, there's a couple <laughs> things about Carson Wentz. Number one, incredible efficiency. You know, uh, Steve Palazzolo put out the highest grade, highest graded uh, quarterbacks in the red zone in the past three years. Brady is number one, Rogers number three, Wentz number four, and this is a situational league. Carson Wentz led the NFL in touchdown percentage by a wide, wide margin. I want to say it was almost an entire point. I think he was seven point five. And let me, let me look this up here. He was 7.5.
0: Watson's got to be close. No,
1: nah, he did not qualify for this.
0: Season. Yeah, he had he didn't like qualify. nine. He had 16 Yeah, I was yeah, going to yeah, say Watson. If the fact that, yeah. It looks I was going like, to say he yeah, like this is not
1: this is it qualify. Looks, it looks like Pro Football Reference does it as um, a minimum of seven games.
0: Mm-hmm. That's fair. Let's, I mean, that makes let's sense. Let's check
1: out. Well, you know who actually led the NFL in uh, touchdown percentage when, when you have non-qualifiers? Hmm. Pat O'Donnell. The, uh, I was going to say it was probably the Bears not, not a quarterback. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> Pat O'Donnell, the Bears punter, than Mohamed Sanu, and then Tariq Cohen. Not a quarterback surprise. And then, there. Yes, oh, whoa. That makes sense. number four, two games, zero starts, 16 passes, 12.5%. He's back, baby. It's Ryan Mallett.
2: Oh man. And then
1: Deshaun Watson. Uh, Fun with small sample size. Deshaun Watson, who started six games uh, is a non qualifier as well. He was at 9.3. But over. uh, Yeah, which is incredible. As as a qualifier, Wentz was 7.5% and the next highest was Aaron Rodgers at 6.7%. So, I mean, that's a pretty big difference. He's so efficient. He knows how to score. A lot of that was, you know, I saw something amazing the other day. Have you guys seen the NFL films, Vikings, Eagles, uh, mic'd up thing?
0: No, I have actually. Yeah, yes. do
1: you, know, you may know what I'm about to bring up, but there's a moment there where the Eagles are just pasting them. And one Vikings defensive back says to the other, man, they're just out scheming the hell out of us. And it's like, you've got that and you've got that supporting cast. And then you've got the guys who can do it. You've got Nick Foles, who they perfectly tailored to his skill set. They perfectly tailored the offense around Carson Wentz when he was healthy. I mean, they just have... I know we're not supposed to do situations here, but that is the perfect situation. It's the perfect marriage between personnel and scheme and personalities and roster-building philosophies. I'm just... I'm in love with the Eagles.
2: The other thing that's yeah. really interesting uh, I feel the same about way. Wentz is he's, he's one of the more aggressive quarterbacks in terms of throwing into tight windows, and he also... Isn't his like downfield yards per, you know, air yards per attempt is really high too. So he's like pushing the ball downfield into tight coverage and he's still that efficient. He's not like a dink and dunk quarterback, you know, that we see a lot now.
0: Yeah. I mean, there is, when I was kind of thinking about this list more of as a theoretical thing before I even started listing people or figuring it out, I just assumed they'd be number one. As I looked at it even more, it just hit home even harder. I mean, there is, it's really hard to, even convince yourself there's a scenario where he could be anything less than number one. And I think that's, again, when you're doing something like this and you just know who the clear-cut guy is, that helps you tailor the rest of the conversation around it. It's like, who, who is the closest to Carson Wentz? And that's honestly, that's why Jared Goff almost made my list, but just was, fell off. I mean, if Cam Newton's six, Goff is probably seven because I just feel like Goff is more a product of his scenario and his circumstances than Wentz even is. Yeah. And that's why he didn't make it for me.
1: Where would you guys rank Matthew Stafford?
0: It's lower. Th- I mean, I, it's probably middle of
2: the road. I think he's fine, like but I would put him or anywhere like close to the top five. Probably closer to twelve than eighteen. Yeah, I put him more. Cl- I put him higher than that. I think than you guys. I, I maybe I like Stafford more than you guys, but his contract actually isn't you know outrageous either. I kind of hits. guys.
1: I kind of feel like Stafford is due for like a a, a big jump
0: soon. That'd be a, Yeah, I feel like he's saying that like every single year, I guess.
1: But I mean, like Matt Ryan, it took a while. It took a while for him to become the elite of the elite. God, the, the aging I guess curve us- is the aging curve in the NFL. I've studied this quite a bit. The aging curve in the NFL. Those guys hit their peak in the early to mid 30s because they're still athletic enough and mobile enough to do the things they want to do. But they're now smarter. And I just think that at some point it's all going to come together with the arm talent Stafford has. The only thing I can, you know, they didn't, Patricia did not bring in a new offensive coordinator, so it's not like there's going to be a new Yeah, that's what I was there. saying. Is
0: Kyle Shanahan walking through that door? Because I don't think Matthew
2: <laughs> Stafford's going to be the MVP if he's not. Jim Bob. Yeah. Come on. Jim Bob Cooter. That, MVP. That, he's going to lead him to the MVP year. Uh, <laughs> you telling yourself that, Danny. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. Is that all we got, guys? I that's think so. That's all we got. I mean, listen,
1: when you devolve into Matthew Stafford's ready to make the leap, (laughs) then it's time to end the show.
0: (laughs) That's probably fair. All right. As always, guys, thank you for listening to the Ringer NFL show on the Ringer Podcast Network. We will be back very soon. Really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, that was good.